0: Hello, welcome to Glory Culture TV. I'm David Yancey and my wife and I are the founders of Glory Culture International Ministries where we want to see people encounter Jesus Christ, the real risen Savior. Uh, I'm going to bring her on in just a minute here and we're going to be talking today about um, what the Lord is doing and uh, what we want to see, you know, uh, done in others. We want to see people encounter Jesus Christ and uh, we're so excited to Be able to come here and do this together so she's going to be joining me right now um here she's coming on now hey Hey. so we're doing this we've been sitting on this for like a year
1: yeah i know um the lord deposited this idea into us last year and we've been sitting on it for the right time and we feel like now is the time So I'm really excited to be doing this.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, Can't wait to see where this goes and what what the Lord does. So um, right now we're uh, on two different sides of the country. Uh, I'm on the West Coast and Taryn is on the East Coast. She is in beautiful Moravian Falls, North Carolina, which is exactly where I wish I was at this point in time. But uh, I'm on the road right now. So um, anyways, let's uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about... um, what our vision is and then we'll 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 go where we'll see where it goes
1: yeah our vision is to help the bride of christ awaken to the the reality of who jesus truly is
0: yeah and yeah we've got to we've got to break the shackles of of religion and uh churchianity you know where whoever's got the greatest coffee and donuts. Well, that must be where the glory is. I mean, we, we've got to encounter the real, you know, Jesus.
1: Yeah. It's time that the bride awakens to the mysteries of the Lord and seek his face like never before and not just seek his face inside the four walls of the church. Um, because, you know, there's worship music on, but truly seek him to know him, not just know about him.
0: Yeah, I know that, um, at least in my own personal experience, where where the Lord has really been uh, on the move is not within the four walls. Now, I, he's not done with the local church like that. That is still a, a great thing. Um, but where you want to see God touch people is out and, you know, is, is beyond those walls, you know, um, we've been uh, praying for people. I've been trying to, anybody I can strike up a conversation with, whether it be um, on the street corner in Walmart um, at a diner, you know, I've been trying to say, Hey, not, not, not making a grand production of it, but have a normal conversation with them, get their ear a little bit and say, I want to pray for you. And, and so far, I have never heard the word no yet. Um, and people have not only been receptive to it, but some of them have actually have been touched by it pretty, pretty deeply, which is, you know, the spirit of God. And, um, you know, that, that's where that's step one, man. That's phase one of, of getting out there and and being the hands and feet of Jesus, you know, leaving the dead shackles behind and going out and doing things
1: yeah definitely it's time that we become like truly become yielded vessels to the spirit of the living god like it is time to lay down our selfish ambitions of trying to be somebody in the world and just let the holy spirit work through us like and go after a relationship with the holy spirit um And to know his personality, to know his heart, it's time that we truly carry the father's heart with us and not just talk about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, to carry him with you. Um, I was in, uh, I, I think I was in the, yeah, I was in the gym, um, not too long ago and I ran into somebody that I know grew up in church together. Um, you know, we, we grew up in, uh, thankfully we grew up in a Pentecostal place, you know, but, uh, Even then, it was like, you know, the Lord, the presence of God showed up, you know, a couple times a year. Uh, People spoke in tongues like maybe every other month or something like that. But hey, man, we were killing it. We were not religious, right? Um, So, anyways, he he, uh, this is the kind of stream that that I knew him from, and and we'd grown up together in it. And I just started talking to him, and um, I said, man, you know, we we were talking about. I, I was talking about what I was doing, which is praying for people and reaching people, and. And I said, when you lay your hands on somebody, there should be a manifestation of the presence of God. There should be evidence that you've been with the Lord and you change this person. Like people are done with hearing a story. People are done with like, you know, hey, Jesus loves you. That used to wreck people. And there's certainly people out there that are changed by that today that that really need that message. But as for the most part, people are like, show me. I I don't want to hear a story. I want to feel something. I want something tangible. And I was telling him about um, some of the things that we've done and some of the incredible things that God has done through us. Putting your hands on people and then, you know, if they've got a headache, it should be gone. If they've got it, if they've got pain in their body, it should leave. Like there should be a manifestation and proof. And it, it like blew him away. He's like, you don't, you actually say that to people that are lost. And I said, actually, in my experience, it's easier to reach somebody that doesn't know anything about Jesus than it is to reach somebody that's been in church their whole life. Because, I mean, I can't handle it one more sermon about how the, the Holy Spirit is done. Because, I mean, there comes to a point where you've just seen too much that it's like, don't even bother with that. Like, he, not only is he not done, but he's he's doing new things. Like, you know, we have yeah. to leave that that mentality behind uh, just because you're not willing to, to toil the soil and, and sacrifice to carry it let's, let's go ahead and just say across the board, God's done doing that stuff. That's ridiculous. And so anyways, I'm talking to this guy who's a believer and he's like, I can see that look in his eye, like, okay, you're full of it. And I'm like, well, let's pray right here right now I'm in the middle of the gym in front of everybody. This, this, you know, and um, gave him a bunch of stuff to look up. And and by the time we were done talking, he he seemed pretty, pretty inspired. And um, anyways. Yeah. Right.
1: The Lord is doing something new right now. Yeah. And He's calling us back to our first love. I feel like the Father is um, wooing His bride back to Him, back into the chambers with Him to get to know His heart. And we're going to see things, miracles, signs, wonders, and miracles that we've never seen before, and people are going to throw it aside because it doesn't fit in the box of what the Lord has done before. But the Lord is saying, "No, I'm breaking out of the box that you have put me in." Even for the radical ones, the radical things He's done in the past, it's not going to look the same going forward. We're we've stepped into a new kingdom age a new kingdom era and um the lord had shown me recently um he took me into a vision and i got to see that the scroll of the past was being put away for um like filing and the lord unveiled a new scroll for what's to come it's like for this new decade and into the future a new scroll was unveiled and we as the bride of christ will walk out that new scroll like that is the new order we've come into the new order and he's rearranging everything and putting it back together for the intended purpose of the bride
0: yeah that's that is awesome and god is certainly um, going to continue to do what he's always done, and and Jesus, we we've done a great job of making him a little action figure that we can say, oh look, look at this cool little novelty I got, isn't that awesome? And and we've limited it that. We're we're gonna like, we gotta we gotta break that off. We people need to know that Jesus is real and not just this cool story that gives us comfort about maybe having hope when we die that maybe we could actually may hey, maybe this is real. Yeah, I'll I'll claim to be a Christian, like. we have to, we have to, to go after that. Now I want you to share, because a lot of people are like, they would say, okay, I hear you talking about this. I hear you talking about um, seeking the Lord. What does that mean? You have a great story about, um, you basically gave the Lord the, uh, you, you told him, prove to me that you're real. And, you know, what's funny is the religious would be like, you can't put a demand on God. How dare you? Who do you think you are? Um, but go ahead and share what happened when you're like, God, I don't know. Show me your real. Prove it.
1: Yeah. So my whole life, I grew up knowing that there was a God. And, you know, um, I had to walk out if how real he was to me like, I would question, like, okay, I know there's a God, but is there like, really, or, you know, people have all their theories and all that. I'm like, okay, so going on this journey of, okay, God, like, I want a tangible thing to say yes, like, without a shadow of a doubt, in my mind, you're real. So we used to go to this awesome church. And The pastor would always say at these God Encounter services, like, grab your neighbor's hand and pray in the spirit. So I would grab my neighbor's hand on each side of me and everybody's praying in the spirit. And I couldn't. Like, I didn't know how. And I thought, what's wrong with me? You know, I am seeking the Lord with all my heart. Standing there holding hands, begging, like, Lord, show me you're real. Like, I want to pray in tongues like I want this this gift and nothing happened during that service and I'm like man did I miss it and so a while after that I told the Lord okay Lord I'm gonna put our son down our son Luke was really a little baby I put him down for the night you were at work I sat on the couch and I told God Okay, God, I'm not getting off of this couch until you show me you're real. Like, show me yeah. something. Show me you're real. Because I can't live another day knowing or having a question in my mind, like doubting if mm-hmm. if there really is a God or not. And so I'm sitting there. I was totally stubborn, totally stubborn, not getting up. Show me something, Lord. So, eight hours went by. Eight hours of sitting there and praying and waiting upon the Lord for him to show up. And I thought, you know what? If this takes days, I'll sit on this couch and wait for days, you know, obviously take care of our son, but then go back to sitting on the couch and waiting. Yeah. So, that night, after eight hours of prayer all through the night, all of a sudden I'm sitting there on the couch and the, the presence of the Holy spirit walked into the room. The, Mm. there was a weighty presence in the atmosphere and you can feel it. It was, it just came into the room and it sat on me and it was so weighty that all I could do was lay down. Like, and I couldn't even move and so I laid down on the couch, I couldn't move. And all of a sudden, the whole, it was like an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And my I just started saying little words. I can't even remember what I was saying. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit took over my mouth and I started praying in tongues like I had never seen somebody pray in tongues before. And what was crazy to me in that moment of this Holy Spirit takeover, my mind was separated from my mouth. So I was praying in the Spirit by the unction of the Holy Spirit. But I was thinking thoughts like, oh my goodness, what is going on? What is going on right now? And I kept praying and praying and the Lord allowed me to interpret my own tongue And I had asked the Lord, I had been begging him, show me you're real, show me you're real. And my interpretation of my own tongue through the Holy Spirit speaking through me was, God, you are so real. God, you are so real. God, you are so real. And all I could say was that over and over and over. And I just broke down in tears. And like that moment marked my life forever. And my faith grew a thousand percent. And the Lord matched me in my faith and i thought all things are possible now and because of that he opened up greater realms and dimensions of the spirit realm to me my eyes were opened even more my ears were opened even more and i believed it was because i waited upon the lord no matter the cost and i was willing just a totally yielded vessel and i trusted mm. him and my faith grew so then he was like okay you are believing for crazy things i'm gonna yeah. show you my world
0: yeah and he's so he's so faithful to do that and and what you did it always uh every time i hear the story from you i go to uh, uh psalms and it's funny i just picked up my bible and it naturally flops open to Psalm sixty-two, that's how much I spend in that psalm. That my Bible is actually creased there. Um, and what you did was you you put a demand on the Lord, which you know the religious are going to say that's ridiculous. How dare you demand the Lord? Um, but what He does is He responds to that. And Psalm sixty-two, verse one says, "For God alone, my soul waits in silence." And if you just sit and think about that and meditate upon that for hours and hours and hours and, and, and it becomes a lifestyle. And, and you drop down to uh, verse five, it says, for God alone. And then he instructs his soul. Oh, my soul, wait in silence. And I love that. I love that so much because it, it, it produces a, that hunger, that stirring produces a manifestation of the God, uh, of the Holy Spirit in his presence. And then in the very next Psalm, Psalm 63, which is another one I love, it says, Oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. And then if you were to drop down uh, to verse 6, I love this. It says, I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. What you did that night was you meditated upon the Lord through the watches of the night. And and David, if you read through the Psalms, like he had so many encounters with God. He he describes you know, uh, angelic, uh, activity, heavenly beings, visions of heaven. Like if you really read the Psalms with an open, with, with open eyes, you'll see that earnestly seeking the Lord unlocks your ability to commune with him. And, um, you know, I'll just share the, my experience was, um, something similar to yours. But it was a little bit different, and, and that was you know being saved for years, being baptized in the Holy Ghost for years and years and years, and knowing who He was. But, and I was like, I, I want to level up. I want to see you face to face, Lord. I'm not gonna go anywhere until until you take me somewhere deeper, and you take me somewhere further. And this was a few years ago, and and you, I'm sure you remember, we had went to bed. You rolled over and went to sleep, and I laid there and I just prayed in the Spirit and I worshiped the Lord and I I put in some some earbuds. And I was just listening to some soaking music, and I'm like, God, I'm not going anywhere until you take me to a new place. And I remember 1 o'clock came and went, 2 o'clock came and went, 3 o'clock came and went, and I was just like, I, like you said, stubborn. I'm not going. God, I want to see you. I want to go further. I want to go further. 4 o'clock came and went. 5 came and went, and I think it was somewhere like quarter to 6 is the last time I looked at the, at the clock. And all I'm going to say is the Lord took me somewhere I would never been before, and He opened my eyes, and and um, and I, I I had I had a life changing um, experience with the Lord. But it's that hunger, it's that waiting in silence, it's that that Psalms one verse two, uh, and you know I meditate on His law day and night, um, and uh, and and that's that's what we want to see people encounter. That's what we want to see become a lifestyle. And, you know, um, one of the greatest things that's ever blessed me in my whole life, because a lot of people, well, first of all, churches don't talk like this. You know, most pastors um, wouldn't dare touch the things like, you know, uh, true biblical meditation, true biblical mystical experiences, because we associate it with, with, you know, Eastern and um, divination and things like that. Like, that's totally out of Jesus. That's totally not good, but there is a biblical way to seek the Lord. Um, but, uh, you know, people, so, so what I was saying was the, the greatest thing I ever heard was, um, one of our friends who's an amazing, amazing, uh, man of God, you know, he said, dude, we're the normal ones. Like, this is the way we were intended to commune with God. And like that, just, that blessed me so much. Like That lifted such a weight off of me because you know, people in the church they reject somebody that actually wants to walk with God like Enoch walked with God. They were, you know, it's it's not a popular seeker-friendly thing. And and that like that blessed me so much when when he said that. He's like, dude, we are the normal ones. This is the way we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be in communion with God. We're supposed to be partakers of the divine. We're supposed to be you know, in tune with the spirit We're, you know, it's what, what I find is hilarious is um, every religious person uh, would tell you that you can, you know, somebody can be possessed by demons. You can be possessed by the devil. But if you were to ever say, man, my goal in life, I want to be possessed by the Holy ghost, like totally possessed. They would say, how dare you? Possession is such an evil term. It's, a blah, 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 blah. it's like, no, I want to yield everything over to him complete." take over man completely take over and and that that's what a possession is is to be completely taken over and why you know why can't we say that about about the spirit of god
1: yeah it's just being open to allow yourself to put aside your selfish ambitions Mm -hmm. allow yourself to fully be filled with the holy spirit and walk it out Yes, there is there is a journey to it, but walk it out in your true identity as a son and a daughter of God. Like it is our inheritance in the kingdom. Um to have these things and do these things. Like even Jesus said we would do greater works than him. And yeah. I'm ready to see those greater works. I am running after yeah. those greater works. And it's time, it's time for us to arise and shine as the bride and carry, carry the Holy Spirit like never before, be glory carriers. And I mean, look, Peter's shadow, like just his shadow, he carried the glory of God so much that wherever he went. He didn't even have to do anything and people, you know, people were transformed.
0: Yeah. And and so um, for anybody that says, OK, that's that's great. That's wonderful. How do you carry the glory of God? It, a lot of it comes back to what you and I both touched on, which is that intimacy with God, that that hungering, that seeking of the Lord. And um, but in my own personal life, like I, you've heard me say this and maybe a lot of people have probably heard me say this before, because I quote it all the time it's my favorite scripture and i think it's a principle to live your life by right so a lot of people say like um i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna be a glory carrier that's that's wonderful and i'm not discounting anybody and you know they want to talk about psalm 91 i love psalm 91 i've loved psalm 91 for years like you know um I, i read it every single day when when um when i was working you know when I was far from home. I read it every single day um, for, for a long time. I love it. It's not a it's not a a poem. It's not a stanza of of cool words or a song. Like it's a manuscript on how to live in intimacy with God. That's wonderful. But here's here's my favorite scripture, and I believe it is the door. It's the key that unlocks the door to living that lifestyle of intimacy. Second Samuel twenty four twenty four. King David is at the end of his life. He's old. The temple is is, is underway and or, um, they come to him and they say, okay, here, just offer this to the Lord. And basically what they're doing is they're wanting to give him a, an easy, no, nothing sacrifice to go put on, on the altar. And David says, he responds, this is my favorite verse in the whole Bible. He says, I will never offer the Lord anything that costs me nothing. If you live your life by that principle, that door to Psalm 91.1, he that dwells in the secret place will abide in the shadow of the almighty. Like, if you can apply that, that, that mentality of, song, of, of, of uh, I will never offer the Lord something that costs me nothing. I mean, that, that door will be flung wide open for you to live in the secret place. And, and that, that's, people don't understand the magnitude of the sacrifice it takes. The time sacrifice, the relationships, people are going to um, you're going to leave certain relationships behind uh, in order to pursue the Lord like King David did. Um, There's going to be things that you can't do anymore, you can't look at, you can't see, you can't speak, you can't, um, you know, it requires a certain level of integrity and, and character. But if you can really embrace that sacrifice that costs you, you'll never be the same ever.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, One night, or actually one early morning as I was waking up, the Lord had shown me in a vision, you know, in that state between asleep and awake, um, I was taken up and suspended over the earth. And there was a very godly man who had much influence on the earth, roaming the earth to and fro, walking around wearing his mantle, you know, wearing his cloak that the Lord had given him. And on his cloak, as he's walking around, there was so much dirt and um, pieces of candy and um, dripping ice cream, like all all the things you desire within the earth, mm-hmm. like the things that you your flesh craves and stuff, they were stuck to his mantle. And so because of that, it weighed him down and he could not fully run with the Lord. And the Lord mm-hmm. was telling me it's time. It's time to get yourself in a to cleanse your heart. And walk in purity and righteousness like never before. Like you need to clean up your mantle to walk out what I have called you to walk out. You can't let your dirty mantle weigh you down anymore. And I believe the Lord is calling us to walk out our callings and for the bride of Christ just to become pure again, pure and righteous and holy. We need to be walking those things out so we don't look like the world.
0: Yeah, well, who can ascend the hill of the Lord? Those with the clean hands and a pure heart. And, and we have to restore that purity. We can't, you know, religion used to take the church and make it so religious that the world couldn't stand it. And now what... The, the enemy is doing and he's taking the church and making it so much like the world to be attractive that you can't tell the difference between the world and the church and we have to come back to that that place of, of purity. Um, you know, we need pastors to get so just infused with the spirit of God just be consumed, you know that that he would the Holy Spirit would just come over them so much they can't finish a sermon and they just have to go out and put their hands and impart it to others. Um, right. that's one thing that we've got to get restored is the impartation the, the laying on of hands man if you're a pastor and the Holy Spirit comes on you so much do something with that get out there put your hands on others impart that you know it, it is it, it, it's it's a, it's not contagious it's transferable and right. anyways um, so
1: yeah it isn't it isn't oh. a religious purity, a religious holiness, a religious righteousness, this is coming from the heart of the Father. And when you know the Father so well, and you know his thoughts, and you carry his heart, it is out of that that you desire to be pure and whole. It isn't because it is man-made rules, like you can't wear this, you can't, you know, act like this, you can't do this. It's not man-made purity and holiness.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, don't get me started on that, on that road, I'm (laughs) gonna get myself in trouble about that, yeah, you can't serve if you're wearing shorts, right, Uh, right, yeah, let's cut that off right there, Um, so anyways, um, one thing I want to say is that last night I went to sleep uh, meditating on some scripture that I wasn't even planning on, I was actually, I was reading some Psalms, um, and I flipped over to Job twenty-nine, and Job is one of those books that is kind of forgotten about because people have been taught that you read about pain and suffering, and well, it must be God's will. Which I'm not even gonna touch that. That's a, that's a, yeah, that's a something that ain't true. It's actually a an incredible book about um, experiencing God. Going into the spirit. You know, it's amazing as in America, nobody believes in the spirit realm. But in their life, oh, we, lo- we love the miracles that God does in Africa. How come we won't do it here? Well, because they believe in the spirit realm. So they receive it here. Everybody's like, well, pump your brakes. What's your theology, bro? Where'd you go to cemetery?
1: Right. Or that's only reserved for the occult, <laughs> the occultic.
0: Right. Yeah. They don't, be- you know, they've totally written off the spirit realm. And, and which is crazy because that's where God lives. Like they believe in angels and demons um, but you better cut it off right there, otherwise, dude, you're dabbling in something. Yeah, I'm dabbling in the Holy Ghost. Actually, I'm not dabbling at all. I, I'm I'm about to just let go and jump into him. Um, and you can, you know, you can keep your your powdered donuts and your coffee, and I'll just go after the Spirit of God. It'll be awesome. Um, anyways, I like powdered donuts and coffee. Actually, coffee is from God. It's like the greatest thing He ever gave us. But anyways, <laughs> um, I was reading in Job 29. And I just want to say this, um, meditate on this cause I am. And, and it's, it's amazing. Um, uh, Job is talking here and he says, oh, that if that I were in the days of old as in the days when God watched over me, when his lamp shone upon my head and by his light, I walked through darkness. Now, I just want to say this, meditate on that. And, and what is that light? And what is that darkness? that darkness is not evil we associate darkness with evil but the lord is literally putting a light over his head and illuminating things for him where he can't see the lord is shining light into things that he could not see just meditate on that and, right, and
1: the mysteries
0: yes and he says when when the almighty was yet with me um when my steps were washed with butter and the rock poured out for me streams of oil now, who is the rock and what is the oil is the anointing, the rock poured out for me streams. One translation says rivers of oil. Just think about that. Just take that to the Lord and just and soak up that. Um, I've been sitting on it and, and I'm going to I'm not moving on from it until, I you know, the Lord, you know, there's there's different levels of scripture. I right? can read it as a storybook and most everybody has. Um, or, you know, you can press in, there's the milk, the meat, and the mystery. And, uh, you know, I love it when, uh, not to go off too far on a tangent, but, you know, when the disciples say to Jesus, Hey, you know, after his resurrection appearance and they're cooking, they just went fishing. They're like, do you want to eat some fish? And he said, you know, most, most Bibles will say, Oh, I have food that you not, not, know not of, but actually the tr- the correct translation is there. I have meat that you don't know of. So we need to move past the milk and start eating the meat. And then once we learn to digest the meat, then we need to press in more for the mysteries. And anyways, nice. anyways. Um, so if you want to find us online, you can visit our ministry website at www.glorycultureintl.com. Email us. You'll find the link on our website. Check us out. Tell us if you're enjoying this. What do you want to know about? What do you want to hear about? Send us questions. We'll do our best to uh, to answer it. And we'll dive into it and see if we don't know the answer to it. We'll dive into it and, and swim through it. Um,
1: right. And there's so much to come. And um, we'll be bringing on different people to talk about different topics of what the Lord is doing now. And it's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. There's no label on it. It's any anything. Right, we're not just focusing on one thing. Like, if God's doing something amazing, if you got an amazing testimony, if 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 you've done, you know, been places and seen things, like, we're not going to put a cap on it. It's whatever, whatever the Spirit of God says.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Yeah, we're gonna get totally possessed by Him. Yeah. It's gonna be good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're going after the radical things of the Lord, the mysteries.
0: Come on, man. Yeah, because he's awesome. Why would I want to just go to, you know, get get my tongue wet on Sunday morning and then dry out all week long? Like, no, let's have, you know, I know a lot of people, a lot of churches like, oh, well, we've been asking for revival. We know it's coming one day. Like, you know, revival is good and all, but why don't we scrap that and just go after renewal? Because revival comes and goes. Revival is great, but it comes and goes. But renewal is in every single day process. Like, let's go, let's go after renewal. Let's renew ourselves. Let's renew the body of Christ. Let's renew, let's renew everything.
1: Yeah. The Lord is looking to inhabit his bride once again. And it's time for the habitation of the Lord.
0: Yeah. Oh, I felt some heavy weight on them words right there let's go after yeah. some renewal let's let's go after that like that that's great right. um well i've enjoyed this a lot yeah a and i coming. can't wait
1: for episode two yeah be awesome
0: well why don't you pray for everybody
1: all right lord i ask that you would Open their eyes in a greater capacity, Father God. Open their eyes to their true identity. Let your face shine upon theirs, Father God, as they seek you with all their heart, Lord. Expand and enlarge their hearts to carry your heart, Father God. Lord, I ask that you would give them dreams in the night, that you would open their ears to hear, Lord that you would give them wisdom and revelation. And Father God, just give them a taste of the new wine and let them run with that, Father God. Hmm. Lord, I just pray a hedge of protection over them as they seek you with all of their heart, Lord. I declare for the viewers that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And that they will truly encounter you to know you and seek you to know you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And, hey, thank you for hopping on with me. Yeah, uh, it was fun. Check us out, glorycultureintl.com. You can find a link there to email us. um, If this blessed you and you feel so inclined to do so, you can sow into us on our website. and uh, what you're sowing into souls because that's what we're going after that's what that's that's every single every single penny goes towards souls uh that that's what we're going after uh the billion soul harvest man we want to be a part of that we want to do our part and then some so
1: right we're We're running yeah Yeah, we're
0: we're, going to be the hands and feet of jesus and we're going to get out there we're going to the nations we're going we're going everywhere so anyways this is fun let's do it again yeah i was so excited i even put on like my best pants and and boots and you can't even see them but my feet are happy because they're in like they're they're looking good so yeah all
1: right guys we will see you next time in episode two be on the lookout for when it drops so we will talk to you guys later bye bye